Coming to you from Studio Ice Nine in Earth's capital, San Diego, California, USA. It's the Beatdown Show. If you don't think it's mess, you got the wrong damn address. Here is your indomitable host, C. Colton. All men are liars. All men are liars. Their words ain't worth no more than worn out tires. The immortal words from British pop musician, singer-songwriter from the 1970s to the present, Nick Lowe. On the song, All Men Are Liars. What is up with it, Beatdowners? I am your host, C. Colton. I am just some dork with a podcast. But I am the host, uh, a.k.a. C. Note, a.k.a. C. Fresh, a.k.a. C. Niss, a.k.a. Colt 45, a.k.a. Cornelius Coltniferous, the third Esquire, of course, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. And here we are, episode 16 of the almighty Beatdown Show. <laughs> That's marvelous. If you don't know by now, our program is San Diego centric. We touch on a variety of topics, among them sports, music, culture, and of course, craft beer uh, you know hashtag craft beer capital man wipe away your tears portland sorry bay area colorado austin other places of craft beer note actually no we love it all we love it from all over the place just we're the capital and that's a known fact anyway we're gonna speak our minds on the beatdown show we are beholden to no one and we have no sponsors and no hidden agenda. The show is constantly evolving and there'll always be a lot of moving parts, but we definitely want you to interact with us. That's why we have contact info. You can find the website at beatdownshow.blogspot.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes or I like to use Podcast Addict. Leave a review. Tell us, tell us how much we suck. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Beatdown Show, and like the Facebook page if you can. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not give a little bit of recognition to the man behind the ones and twos, the glue guy, my executive producer and engineer extraordinaire, McCoolin. If you don't think it's mess, you got the wrong damn address. That's right. You can, you can find out about him at McCoolin.com. He's part of the Gorgeous Boy Scouts, a local band, and they're at GorgeousBoyScouts.com. Uh, they do have an upcoming show, 
at the Salty Frog in Imperial Beach in IB. Um, that's coming up very quickly. So definitely uh, check the website for dates and information or the Facebook page of the Beatdown Show. And, uh, of course, the show you heard at the top, the voice you heard at the top of the show is our voiceover emeritus, J-Dub. Let's get to the breakdown. Breakdown. The flow will break you down. Let the flow will break you down. The flow will break you down. So uh, on this year, episode 16, we'll quickly discuss Prop 64, which is the legalized marijuana prop upcoming this November election. We'll discuss Measure C on the ballot. Finally, we've been dodging this one for a while. It's the um, it has to do with the Chargers uh, funding a new stadium slash convadium. We will talk about why Poway is up on people's radar. Yes, the wonderful North County city uh, here in San Diego County of Poway. And then we'll go into sports. Uh, there's some Charger news of on-the-field stuff. We'll talk about why the Aztecs on the football field, the, yes, the San Diego State Aztecs, are starting to get a lot of local fans excited. I think it's starting to get to that basketball level because, as we know, their basketball team is uh, really, really the best and probably toughest ticket in town. Uh, We'll hit on some Padre news and how the general manager has been a very bad boy. And then we'll get to probably my favorite segment on the show, What You Drank It On. We've got a great local beer we're trying out. We will then go to restaurant bar etiquette. And finally, we'll end with the beatdown list. It's the namesake of the show, and it's where we put people in their place, throw them under the bus, you know, try to set them straight. So, well, if there's nothing more, then uh, I've uh, I've got information. Man, I've got certain information. Let me drop it on the one. (laughs) <laughs> and this is about the time where I spit some hot fire. More fire, more fire, more fire. Let's run that back more time, one more time, because it's so hot. More fire, more fire, more fire. Ah, fantastic. So, Prop 64. Now, this is like a statewide prop, but it's to legalize marijuana. <laughs> That's marvelous. Well, it certainly will be for all you stoners out there. But uh, I'm going to take a stand on this. I think that it will pass. It should pass. Um, If you don't know, it's going to bring regulation and taxation with it. But the good side of it is it's going to reduce the number of misdemeanors that, you know, people just smoking a joint on the street or carrying less than an ounce at them. They're no longer going to get in trouble for that. Uh, For the 21 and up crowd, though, that's the idea behind it. Uh, I think that's great. It'll free up police to do actual police work, and it'll keep people out of jail that are nonviolent and don't need to be there in the first place. Listen, the tide has turned since 2011 when the last legalization measure in California was was shut down by the voters by almost 54% of them. And I believe that passing Prop 64 is going to reduce the influence and the violence 
of the TJ, yes, the Tijuana drug cartels and the flow of product into San Diego. That's the local angle for those of you wondering where I was going with this. I'm also, and this is totally unrelated and it's not, of course, on any ballot this time or maybe not in the immediate future, but I'm also for legalizing gambling. And you know what? During this during this time of year, it's football season. You go into any bar with a television that has sports on it, and I guarantee you somebody in there is talking about gambling, whether it be fantasy football, whether it be one-day fantasy sports, or whether it be going to their local bookie down to Caliente, south of the border, or just a good old-fashioned offshore online account. Anyway, let's legalize both of those things. Legalize it and don't criminalize it. Okay, moving on. Measure C. This is the ballot measure that would, this is the charger one. It would hike up the TOT or the transient occupation tax. That's the hotel tax that's passed on to uh, our lovely visitors and tourists to uh, help fund a new charger's Convadium. That's right. The convention center stadium kind of joint venture that they would like to put downtown. It, here's the thing. This is where it gets tough. It needs two thirds approval from the voters to pass. I think that's going to be incredibly difficult. Being a realist, I don't see that happening. And it's come under fire from residents, hoteliers, um, a lot of business leaders and kind of movers and shakers because they're worried that now the conventions and tourists will be less likely to come into San Diego and keep our economic, one of our largest economic engines running. I'm not sure I believe that. Meanwhile, the Bolts, yes, the Chargers, have some slick commercials running on television right now with artistic renderings of that new convadium and they've enlisted the help of former mayor one Jerry one Jerry Sanders uh, stumping for the new digs I'll tell you what the commercials are slick and the new building looks amazing I just don't know that it's gonna pass however I'm not convinced either that the Spanos family necessarily has a deal in place to move the team to Los Angeles and become tenants of uh, the new stadium that'll be built in Inglewood for the Rams in a couple seasons. As we know, the LA Rams have already begun playing Los Angeles, but uh, that's where it stands, folks. And I'll tell you what, I was the Chargers spent a lot of money getting 110,000 signatures to get this thing on the ballot. I signed it because I believe that it would be huge to keep the team here. And, you know, it's not directly affecting local taxpayers and uh though i don't agree with how long it's taken the spanos family to get this thing going and to really negotiate with the city and it's really just been butting head they've been butting heads against each other for over a decade almost a decade and a half i'd like to keep the team here and there's other examples of this happening uh i see one happening this year in pro basketball where the sacramento kings will be keeping the team and opening a brand new downtown arena in downtown Sacramento. 
And uh, let's keep the Chargers here. That's the stance I'm taking. Again, give us some feedback if you think I'm way off on that. And then one more thing, the, uh, the city of Poway. Yes, inland North County City, just right off the 15 there. It's named the 17th best municipality to raise a family in in California. By who, you ask? WalletHub.com. Yes, that venerable news source, WalletHub.com. Poway scored high on education and affordability. It scored low on family life and fun. Man, that's BS. I love Poway Bowl. In fact, on one of the signs, it has fun in the name. So Poway Fun Bowl. That's a great time for the family, especially if you like to bowl or drink beer. And they even do karaoke. So come on. How could Poway score so low on family fun? Anyway, some other cities. There it is. Exactly. Poway Fun Bowl. Man. I used to be in a league up there. It was great times. I'll tell you what, if you ever jump out of a league at Poway Fun Bowl, you might want to change your phone number. They will hound you if you if you decide not to come back and join the league and try to get you back in. Anyway, a couple of other uh, San Diego County cities that scored pretty well. Encinitas was one of the... Uh, Encinitas came in at number 23. Carlsbad, number 45. Uh, believe it or not, the city of San Diego was 89th. Yes, this is of 200 cities just in our state of California. 89th for our wonderful city and county seat. These are ludicrous lists. I don't ever put a lot of of, you know, uh you know, real a lot. You know, I don't I don't really uh, what what am I trying to say here? I don't put a lot of weight into these kinds of lists because they're just done by usually a private entity, in this case, WalletHub.com, who I don't really know anything about them, but uh, they're certainly uh, they're certainly interested in measuring, uh, you know, affordability and, and how far the dollar stretches. I mean, I can guess that just from the name alone. And the other thing to remember, if you live in a city that's scored low, uh, people drive cars. You can always get in your car and go to find the fun. You got to go find where the fun's at. And the other thing is, if you don't like the schools in your neighborhood, that's why there's private schools. And the people with money can live wherever they want and send their kids to private school. So I don't put a lot of um, a lot of weight into those kinds of things. I think it's just fodder for chambers of commerce and real estate agents. So enjoy that. But uh, now it's time for a little segment... I like to call Small. I don't know if I'll make any change, but I figure it's time for me to start playing ball. That's right, Jimmy. Yeah. That's right, Jimmy. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. That's right, Coach. We're all winners here. We are. And uh, the Chargers have started their season one and one. They're winners after a big win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, albeit one of the uh, lesser teams in the NFL. But a win's a win. You don't uh, complain about wins in the NFL. Sadly, running back Danny Woodhead, out for the year, torn ACL. 
not what the Bolts needed one week after their horrible loss to start the season at KC, where, to me, it wasn't even the worst thing that they lost the game, even though they were up 24-3. But they lost wide receiver Keenan Allen, the only legitimate long ball threat, lost him for the season in that game. So they're down two offensive guys. Next man up. I do know the Chargers signed uh, free agent Dexter McCluster as a running back uh, to help with a little bit of the depth, but he's not an every-down guy. just means Melvin Gordon, second-year running back, he needs to just keep it going. He's had a good start to the year, and uh, he's already playing better than he did a year ago. Joey Bosa, defensive end, the holdout in camp, still hasn't suited up, but uh, that's because he came in behind after his big contract holdout. Anywho, next up, Chargers are at the Colts, and then they'll be home versus those New Orleans Saints. Uh, So keep an eye on them. But uh, Melvin Gordon, man, keep it going. Phillip Rivers actually looks fine. Antonio Gates still getting into the mix. And defense hopefully uh, does not fold like a tent as they did against Kansas City in week one. Well, how about this? The Aztecs football team. They're giving you a reason to be excited, San Diego. They're ranked number 22. Yes, number 22 in the AP Top 25. They're 3-0, but it's the first time they've been ranked in the Top 25 in AP's Top 25 since 1995. And they're ahead of teams' powerhouses like Ole Miss, Oklahoma, even Utah from the Pac-12. They're ahead of all three of those squads. Their wild 45-40 victory over Cal was stupendous, and I should know, I was there. That win, followed by a nice road win against Northern Illinois, that win against Texas, though, at home, excuse me, against Cal, at home, looks even better after Cal beat the number 11th-ranked Texas Longhorns just this past weekend. So there you go. That's, That's where I was going with Texas. There you are. Anyway, Aztecs fans need to be excited. That is uh, that is 12 wins in a row, and it's second nationally behind Alabama. So dating back to last season, 12 wins in a row, but 3-0 on this season so far. And, uh, you know, running back Donnell Pumphrey's only just leading the nation in rushing yards and looking like a stud. His Vegas odds, by the way, to win the Heisman, have improved, and they're down to 20 to 1 after being much higher than that. So, very impressive. He's still got an outside shot. I've said it here before on the program. And there's no reason to believe that he can't still be a factor if he keeps putting up these huge numbers. So, way to go, Aztecs. Get out and see a game when they're at home, folks. I believe they're on the road at South Alabama this week, but... Check them out when they cruise back. Well, the Padres. First, a bit of sad news. Current third baseman Jan Hervis Solarte is in mourning. Uh, This is terrible. His wife just passed away due to complications from cancer. She was 31 years old. So he's left the team to be with his three daughters in Florida. This is a heartbreaking story. And... uh, He's actually played very well at third base 
for the pods. He's batting 284. He's got 15 homers. And I think he's going to be definitely uh, a factor coming into 2017, but really sad deal. But that's against the backdrop of the nonsense that, and, and I mean just nonsense, with Padres general manager A.J. Preller. By now you've heard, because it was national news, he was suspended by Major League Baseball for 30 days. Yes, a month because of withholding information on players' medical records. So shady. Uh, That came under fire, notably for the trade that he made of left-hander Drew Pomerantz to the Boston Red Sox. A couple of other teams had had issues in the past with the medical records they'd received from the pods. And uh, the actual, the trade of right-hander Colin Ray to the Marlins was essentially rescinded because they didn't have the accurate medical records for him. So the Marlins ended up giving him back to the Padres and taking a prospect off them because of some shady dealings. Now, Preller, now Preller, that's the GM, he's saying it was unintentional. And I say it was a moronic move by a once hot young GM who Honestly, if the Padres really wanted to hold him accountable, they should go ahead and fire him. Yes, this is a suspension from MLB, and they the ownership has said they're not looking to fire him. But are you kidding me, Preller? He was basically keeping, keeping two sets of records, uh, health records, medical records, whatever you want to call them, on players. And that is dealing from the bottom of the deck. So... Hopefully, uh, you know, that, that'll iron itself out. But if you ask me, he should get a pink slip and start trying to buff up his resume and see if anybody will, anybody will even have him as an advanced scout now. We'll see. You may fire when ready. <laughs> there it is. So uh, that's, that's just deplorable. Uh, to end, the Padres are ba- basically playing out the string right now, and they're on a quest for 70 wins which is definitely going to be lower than the last two seasons if they even hit 70. And trying not to finish in last place in the NL West. Uh, Right now they're currently trading spots fourth and fifth with those filthy snakes from Arizona. But uh, yeah, that's just not good. So anyway, that's going to do it from a sporting department. Music! You're listening to The Beatdown Show, featuring the insuperable C. Colton. Now, back to the show. Ooh, I gotta say, now uh, I've worked up quite a thirst. Quite a thirst. Careful, man, there's a beverage here, eh? I like beverage here, uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. Well, I'm really excited for this segment of What You Drinking All. Because we're drinking a beer from a local brewery 
that recently started canning. We've actually mentioned these guys before because I believe they're up in the Rancho Bernardo part of San Diego. 4S Ranch or Rancho Bernardo, one of the two. Second Chance Beer Company. And they're coming in hot today. I picked up a little a little something from my uh, local bottle shop. And uh, we'll get right to that in a sec, but I also just love to give a plug real quick to my buddies over at We Like Drinking. Fantastic podcast that you can also found, find on iTunes or Podcast Addict. They do a great job. They break down all things alcoholic beverage, and they do a much more thorough and better job than we do. So we always love to give them a plug. So Second Chance Beer Company, very excited for this. Uh, today it's the Seize the Coffee, Coffee IPA. And we're talking about a 6.5% beer, 65 IBUs. McCoolin and I have, uh, well, we've gotten our sippers ready. And now uh, it's time for us to try it. All right, buddy. Let's uh, clink it up here. There it is. All right. To your health, my guy. To your health. Okay. Well, there it is. It's def- the coffee notes are obvious right off the right off the break. The can says something about citrus, citrusy hops, without actually mentioning the actual hops. But uh, we know very well about those if we're into the craft beer. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm getting a tiny hint of the citrus, but the, the coffee is there. And for an IPA, this tastes more like a coffee stout. But it's pretty smooth. I mean, it is real smooth. Mm, I'm digging it. I enjoy that. And, uh, wow, McCoolin is saying that it tastes like buffalo sauce. Couldn't disagree more. Wow. I don't think so at all. Are you being serious? Wow. Um, on that note, I'm going to have to take one more sip and see if that's the case. Um, no, sir, you must be high. Uh, that or you were macking on some, some chicken wings before I got here, man. I don't know what's going on. Well, in any event, got a pretty fancy, you know, cafe au lait colored can. And they're even nice enough to tell you what to pair it with from a food perspective. I, I think this is interesting. <laughs> it does not say anything about chicken wings. Get out of here. It does say, however, Korean barbecue, um, blue cheeses. So I guess, yeah, blue cheese kind of goes with buffalo wings or ranch, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, so give that a whirl. Uh, I have not been to their their, uh, tasting room up in the North County, but I'll tell you what, this is definitely a... This is definitely a beer worth checking out. Yes. Tiramisu, it also apparently uh, goes well with. And then pancetta-wrapped figs. Boy, that, that is the most random pairing I've ever heard. Anywho, uh, I definitely like it. Uh, McCoolin, yeah, he's a thumbs up because it's like drinking a bottle of uh, Frank's Red Hot Sauce in his mind. Uh, 
you don't taste the coffee at all? Yeah. Yeah, you get the coffee. Uh, I think the coffee's kind of overpowering, but it's still quite good. And uh, hey, kids, when you go to Second Chance Brewing or you get some of the beer, make sure you're responsible. The Beatdown Show recommends that you respect the craft. Please drink responsibly. Okay. Speaking of drinking responsibly, it's time to get into our restaurant bar etiquette segment. As many of you know, I am a professional in the service hospitality industry. And I'm not a big fan of giving other adults, uh, you know, advice. But I'm not afraid to make suggestions. And that's what this segment is all about. So, from the uh, restaurant bar etiquette department, a few things, a few things. Uh, First, first, let's let's get this out of the way. Um, I find, especially if you're going to a more of an independent or a mom and pop type restaurant, if your party is going to be more than six, please call ahead. And see if they make they take or make reservations. It will help the staff out. It will the staff will give you better service. There won't be they'll be prepared. The kitchen will be better prepared. And these are things that probably people don't think about. Even if it's like a last minute together and last minute get together, there's eight of you, and you're like, oh man, you know, I'd really like to go to. The brand new uh, Crostini place down the down the street that's owned by local independent business owners. Ah, we could just show up. They'd probably be happy for the business. Yes, of course, they're going to be happy for the business. But if you can even just give them like 15 minutes lead time, be a big help. Big help. And it'll make your night better. I promise you that. I'm not kidding you. Uh, McCoolin, you do much dining out with groups of uh, larger than six? No? So you probably have no opinion on this. Uh, as we know, he usually disagrees with me on things so of this nature, but uh, that's okay. Uh, his biggest uh, job in the restaurant industry was at a Taco John's. So I have no idea if that's a real chain or a joke. But uh, yeah, you definitely go to a place called Taco John's after you've had a few smokes and a few drinks. So... Uh, there is that. Um, I think the other thing is there's been a little backlash lately with brew pubs that allow children. And usually the rule is at these types of places, they'll allow children till 8 p.m. I have no problem with that. And what I, what I do have a problem with is the people who bitch about it. So if you're bitching about it, uh, McCoolin, this would be you. He said, no, no kids, no kids up in my brew pub. And I say, F you, man parents can get their kids exposed to early drinking if they want to and if nothing else they're exposing their kids to good early drinking craft beer not some piss in a bottle so i'm fine with that but 8 p.m is a great cutoff time so let's stick with the 8 p.m and then usually those places are open till 10 11 or midnight so if you really can't stand kids <laughs> mccoolin i'm looking at you just go in after eight man you can get two or three quality hours of beer drinking in. Jeez, you don't need mu- you don't need much more than that. That's heavy beer usually at 
at these craft breweries. Yeah, two or three, you'll be on your behind. So that's been the uh, restaurant bar etiquette second. Which leads us right into the show's namesake. The reason we're all here, other than McCoolin. The beatdown list. And uh, yeah, this is where we keep people honest, throw them under the bus, give them a little uh, proverbial head slap and say, what the hell were you thinking, man? Well, there's only one on the list again this week. And on this episode, rather. And it is AJ Preller, San Diego Padres GM. He went from rock star, young, hot GM. I mean, I'll give him credit. He has rebuilt the uh, minor league farm system for the pods. And he certainly stockpiled a lot of young arms and a lot of young talent. I imagine the Padres will be good sometime around... 2019, 2020. But come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Like I said, he went from rock star to very, very bad boy. And for that, I say, hit the bricks, AJ. And uh, you might want to, uh, I don't know, work on your resume or, uh, I don't know, maybe choose a new line of work. That's if the Padres don't fire you. I get the sense they're not going to. I think they should. I think you fuck. <laughs> uh, and that's the beatdown list there. The beatdown list segment of this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only and does not condone or advocate violence in any form. Its larger or purpose is to serve cautionary notice for the intended people or entities herein exposed that the informed populace is omnipresent, outraged, and fully operational, and will no longer accept any tomfoolery, trickeration, hijinks, absurdity, rope doping carnival barking, hypocrisy, or insanity in any form or manner. What? What? So. So. Ever. Ever. Talking about you, AJ. Come on. We're not taking that. Thanks again. Uh, It's been a terrific episode of the Beatdown Show. Find us on iTunes or Podcast Addict. Leave a review. Tell us how much we suck. You can like us on Facebook. You can also not like us on Facebook. And we're on Twitter. So you certainly can find us there at Beatdown Show. Again, we love the feedback. And uh, look, we're going to keep ramping it up here in 2016. Keep the episodes coming. Hopefully we'll get some guest interviews soon. We've got our crack staff working on that. But we definitely are going to keep drinking local craft beer. And uh, don't forget... On Saturday, the 24th of September, 10 o'clock, the gorgeous Boy Scouts. That's McCoolin's band. He slaps the skins. He plays the gitter. He does a lot of things for them. They're going to be playing down in IV at the Salty Frogs. And there's a comedy show leading in to it beforehand. So cruise on in. They're playing with Slum Summer. Imagine Slum Summer's opening. Is that right? So check them out. They've opened for the Gorgeous Boy Scouts before. As usual, I'd like to say thank you to McCoolin. He is uh, basically uh, the Jesus of the ones and twos behind the board. The 
executive producer and the engineer extraordinaire. And thanks to J-Dub, the voiceover emeritus, IMC Colton. Namaste. Namaste.